This fourth Sunday in the season of Easter is traditionally known as Good Shepherd Sunday. We read the well-known 23rd Psalm. If you know any of the Psalms by heart, it's probably that one. We just sang a beautiful old hymn, Savior like a shepherd lead us. And we put in mind today of Jesus' role in our lives as the Good Shepherd, the guide, the pilot of our lives. Jesus says in the gospel today, I am the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. The hired hand, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and runs away, and the wolf comes and snatches and scatters the sheep. But the good shepherd, the good shepherd protects the sheep. You probably know that, uh, like actually most of the rectors of this parish, I attended the General Theological Seminary in New York. And the chapel there, which is the center of life at the seminary, is called the Chapel of the Good Shepherd. And if you ever get a chance to go there, I would uh, encourage you. It's a beautiful place. It's a sanctuary within the city down in, in Chelsea, which, of course, Nowadays, uh, between 9th and 10th Avenue is like the hottest place in New York. But back when, when I was there, not that long ago, I remember 10th Avenue being kind of gritty. And we had this, there was something across uh, 10th Avenue towards the Hudson. We, we called it the rock crushing factory because it seemed like they were always just crushing rocks. And we didn't know what was going on. But it, it's a much more posh place now, actually. But the seminary has always been an oasis in this part of the city. And you walk through those gates and you're in a different world. And the gate from 20th Street leads you straight up to the doors of the chapel, great bronze doors, and over the doors are some cast bronze reliefs of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And much like the, the picture that's on the front of the bulletin today, it's a, a representation of Jesus very carefully, very deftly pulling a little lamb out of the thicket of briars. And if you go into the chapel and your eye follows the aisle uh, up to the altar, you'll see the centerpiece is a beautiful alabaster uh, statue of Jesus with his shepherd's crook in his hand and a sheep around his neck. Jesus, the good shepherd. And so he gives us this example of shepherding. Now, it's a sort of a difficult metaphor, I think, these days, and in this, this country. You know, there's still, there still are shepherds throughout the world. Um, a number of years ago, we were in Italy, and I was really surprised as we were walking along uh, the Appian Way to see an actual shepherd out in the field with a sheep. And it looked just like a painting or something I'd seen uh, in a movie or on television. I was amazed by that. We don't see that so much here, and so... But we get the idea, I think, that there's, there's this person who lives a, a specific kind of life. And it has a specific kind of job, and that is to take care of this, this little flock of sheep that could be easily scattered, it could be easily hurt. We know from the story of Christmas that among the very first people to hear the, the good news of Jesus' birth were the shepherds. The angels went to the shepherds, 
and gave them the good news of great joy, which were to, was to be to all people. And these shepherds, who are, were sort of a lowly lot and didn't have a huge uh, stature in life, came and worshipped the newborn king. And so Jesus constantly turns earthly perceptions and earthly uh, norms on their ear. He doesn't say, I am the great king who you should bow down and worship. He says, I am the, the good shepherd. Scripture says, Jesus did not count equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself and took the form of a servant. And so we see this when he refers to himself as the shepherd, the shepherd of the sheep. And it's, it's uh, easy, I think, to put in your mind that idea of the shepherd of the sheep, sort of, you know, the pastor and the, the congregation and things like that. But uh, it goes beyond that, because we all are shepherds one of another. In the book of Isaiah, uh, we hear that familiar refrain, all we like sheep have gone astray, every one to his own way. Of course, I always hear the, the music of Handel in my head when I say those words. But we all, at the same time, are like sheep that go astray, everyone to his own way. And yet, as Christians, we are also called to a higher purpose and a higher responsibility to be shepherds one of another. You know, it goes back to the, the creation story. Am I my brother's keeper? Is it my responsibility? Well, yes, actually it is. And we hear today in the reading from 1 John, how does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this, we will know that we are from the truth and we'll reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Just as an example of this, today, uh, a number of us are going to go to, uh, up to Newburgh and do a walk for housing, for Habitat for Humanity. It's, uh, thank goodness, be beautiful weather today. It's a real change. And we're going to walk around and see some of the good work that has been done. But the point of the walk is not sort of a, a self-congratulatory pat on the back kind of thing. Uh, as we walk, we, we are also continuing to raise money for this worthy cause. But we're put in mind of this very thing that we read from the book of John and from Jesus' example as the good shepherd. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? We are shepherds, one of another. We are brothers and sisters. We are our brother and our sister's keeper. And we are called when we see a need to fill it. Now, that is not to say that we can solve all the world's problems. Jesus himself said, the poor will always be with you. And we can uh, sometimes get discouraged, I think, and uh, a little bit downtrodden because the need is so great. The need is so great in this world, and, and we know that we can never completely fill it with our goods or our time or our money. But we can't get discouraged in that. Because if we bring 
gladness to one heart, if we bring comfort to one soul, if we give a little bit of dignity to a fellow human being, I think our work is not done, but in the process of being done. We can't just you know, wash our hands and say, well, we did a good deed, that was, that was great, let's move on. We keep, we keep at it. We know we can never fill that hole all the way. The only one that can do that in the end is Jesus. But we, for now, in this world, are his hands and feet and eyes and ears. And we walk and we do the work and we fill the baskets and we uh, drive people to their doctor's appointments. We help with bills. We help with housing. We do what we can to comfort others. We're so blessed in this country, really, to be people of such great prosperity. But in the midst of that, there is so much need. And I see that every day in our town as uh, I spent my first whole winter here, which was a long, long winter. But uh, but every day being here and seeing what goes on, it's really been enlightening. Um, I would say that from, from the outside and, and some of the, the, I don't know if feedback is the right word, but the impressions that people give to me that they have about tuxedo are a little bit different than what is the reality. Um, aren't you the rector of that, that church inside the walls? St. Mary's inside the walls. Yes, yes. And that's just the way it is, and it's, nothing's going to change that. So let's make the best. Why don't we reach out in love and charity and hope and welcome? And so I think I'm working on the perception in the, in the wider diocese in the church on, uh, that we have. But, um, but this place is such a special place, and I think we get it here in a way that uh, some places don't. Uh, we really get that we need to reach out. We really get, I think perhaps because we are situated the way we are, we can physically see that we really have got to reach out and be there for our brothers and sisters. And so on this Good Shepherd Sunday, I just leave you with the words of of John. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? It doesn't. And so thank you for all the work that you do and all that you give and all that we do as a community to throw that pebble into the water of need and see the ripples go out, the ripples of good, that, that effect that we have in the world. It's really heartening to see that. You, know, you can get bogged down with the day-to-day grind of sort of running an institution, you know, the, the maintenance and the committee meetings and the bills and this and that other thing. But when you see happiness, when you see comfort, when you see basic needs and dignity bestowed on another human being, that's what we're all about. We're all about worshiping Jesus Christ and because of our love for Jesus Christ, going out into the world as he did to be shepherds of the sheep. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.